Now, back to InfoTrack. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. The effects can be devastating, emotionally and financially, to unsuspecting victims. We're talking about consumer scams and frauds, which are on the rise. With this story, here's InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco. Gina? Thanks, Chris. Joining us now is Rob Doctors, partner and head of ethics practices at Abbey Road LLP. Doctors is a former senior partner at Ernst & Young Canada and a former lecturer at Yale University School of Management. He co-authored Ethics and Hidden Greed, Your Defense Against Unethical Strategies and Violations of Trust. Rob, a leading U.S. industry group reports that losses from fraud were more than $8 billion in the last reportable year. What do you feel is behind the jump in losses and fraud itself? Unfortunately, I think there's several things because there's one thing we could simply cure it. The primary thing, I believe, is that people actually don't even understand what is ethical behavior. Lawyers, as you know, have to take a refresher course every year with a continuing legal education on what is ethical. The other problem is I think that the forces in favor of fraud and being unethical have acquired a lot of new weapons in the same way that you know the military over time has gotten better and better weapons to fight its purposes, so has greed. Let's talk about that. You say that scammers use social media platforms to carry out financial scams. Give us one or two examples of what that might look like. Well, some of the bigger incidents of scamming have involved getting smarter about what people recognize as fraud. They used to be that, well, you know, hey, this was clearly a crude email. This was clearly not coming from my bank or whatever. But increasingly, they've gotten better, it's smoother, and you have to be a little smarter to detect that. Also, fraud, by the way, is not merely confined to social media. It's gotten worse on almost all fronts. What kinds of regulations sticking with social media do you feel are needed on social media influencers? Well, I would suggest that some of the weapons that you can use in perpetrating fraud are like other weapons in life. In other words, we've tried to regulate who owns guns, who uses them, etc. And in the same way with the social media, that's clearly shown itself to be a hazard and people should in fact be held responsible if that's what they do. Talk about AI, artificial intelligence, and what concerns you about its effect on our data privacy. Well, it's basically gotten smarter and smarter at breaking through passwords, at convincing people that this is not actually a fraud in progress. You know, it's like the advent of the machine gun in war. AI is the new machine gun. Some people have gone so far as to say, oh, no, it's more dangerous than the atomic bomb. I think Mr. Musk has said that. I don't agree. We've had lots of things that have helped the bad guys, and this is just one of them. Let's talk about consumer purchases. Say I see something on the internet that I want to buy. Now, I need to trust the seller, but you say trust doesn't work the way we think it does? Yes. Trust, in fact, has changed in its effectiveness because, again, the bad guys are doing things differently. 
and we don't need to even go to the internet to have that problem. For instance, just to give you a really mundane example, in 1969 or something in effect, Congress passed this little law that said, well, we'd rather not have dolphins and other intelligent fish killed when they're catching tuna. So they said, if you observe certain practices as a fishing company, like not sighting on the dolphin in order to catch the tuna, you can put a little sticker on your tuna can that says dolphin safe. Well, that didn't fit very well with what the industry wanted. So about six years later, they lobbied and got a law that the fishermen didn't have to spend as much time worrying about the dolphins. The result was that they are again killing dolphins and the, the little sticker did have to change. That was the thing that the pro-dolphin lobby got. Whereas it used to be colorful, it's now black and white. And that's your warning as a consumer that what you're buying really isn't dolphin safe. But you have to know that for that to be effective. We're visiting with Rob Doctors, co-author of Ethics and Hidden Greed, Your Defense Against Unethical Strategies and Violations of Trust. After the pandemic, there were a lot of people working at home, and that led to scams. Let's say somebody calls promising that you'll make a lot of money doing something, but first, you just have to buy this little something to be successful. Give me a couple of questions to ask a caller proposing this to protect ourselves. Well, before you actually have to ask some questions, there are just things you need to observe. It's funny, as you know, my book was based on the work of a Cambridge University professor back in the 1600s. And he said there were two characteristics of ethical people. One is they had a sense of humor, and the other is that they showed gratitude. So that's the quickest check you can make to see whether or not somebody is behaving ethically. Do they exhibit some sense of humor? Do they exhibit some sort of gratitude? For instance, if they were to say something as simple as, thank you very much for your time, Gina, I really appreciate it, let me now explain and they show some appreciation of the fact you're talking to them. Chances are that's a more ethical person than the one who railroads you and just zooms through for the sales pitch. Mm. Now, on the business side, your book says the most ethical companies outperform other similar-sized companies by 7.1% over a 15-year period. But is that only for businesses that use a relationship-selling model as opposed to a more transactional model? It's actually both. You're right. Some companies will get more advantage out of being ethical than others. But the trouble with being unethical is it's complicated. And the world's already complicated enough. So if you're the CEO and you want to do something, if your employees are not ethical, they will do something that serves their purposes. Instead of capturing market share, they will attempt to prove the short-term results. And that's a very different goal. And if you are the CEO and you don't have a good ethical culture in your company, you have to spend a lot of your time making sure people don't do the bad things. Rob Doctors, co-author of Ethics and Hidden Greed, your defense against unethical strategies and violations of trust. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Gina. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks of Chicago.